0: Hello and welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed, and this man's name is Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. Hello, David. Are you looking forward to this episode? It's a special.
1: It's a one-off. It's a special episode. Why is it special?
0: We're going to talk about the worst films ever made in a, in a slightly cynical <laughs> move, that I hope doesn't bring our mood down. I hope it's reverent and fun in celebration of films, despite their flaws.
1: People like watching people be nasty about things. Let's hope they like listening to it too.
0: Yeah, otherwise we have fucked up.
1: So hopefully you'll never have to see any of the films that are mentioned in this podcast. Yes, so you have for the last probably about five weeks been
0: sending us in your worst films you have ever seen in your life and we are going to share them all with you as a sort of cautionary tale yeah aren't we yeah Yeah. but before we do that we should mention we are sponsored this week by herfilmproject.com who promotes equality in films equal opportunity in films uh, for specifically for women and they have more recently branched out into uh, other people who are underrepresented in the film industry as well so if you're interested in helping them out or if they could help you then go to herfilmproject go to herfilmproject sorry Go to herfilmproject.com or follow her film pro- at herfilmproject on Twitter.
1: So, if you underrepresent, um, who is underrepresented?
0: In her uh, film? Well, yeah. m- me and you, we were in almost no films. You don't see people. With- you were in The Magicians, and I was in the thing called One Crazy uh, Thing, but apart from that.
1: Yeah. I, I, mean- I was thinking of more people, I mean, you don't see how many people who've got colds in films. Uh, no, a toothache. Uh, well, apart from an outbreak,
0: everyone had a cold in that.
1: That probably balances it out, doesn't it? Probably there's
0: far too many in that.
1: So if you've got that suddenly, if if you've got a cold, and you think, oh, we're under uh, represented in films, then something comes along where there's a mass epidemic. But of where course, eighty million people have got colds. But once
0: outbreaks come out, I mean, that was in the nineties, so people go, well, that's covered.
1: But you haven't worked in thirty years. But eighty million people. Had got a cold so, so you, yeah. that probably does count for the next 20 years I don't
0: know I think that's tokenism
1: toothache <laughs> toothache yeah
0: Yeah. not many people with to- actually comedy toothache is quite a staple of uh, 90s rom-coms as well
1: ok diarrhoea diarrhoea not so much is it but you have to maintain when's the
0: last Time you saw someone blast their O-ring out on a film in a film?
1: I don't know, but you'd have to maintain that for the whole of the f- the, f- the film.
0: Who would you cast as someone with chronic diarrhea? Jeff Goldblum? Really? I was going to go for Mel Gibson. <laughs> interesting. Well, interesting. So, the worst films ever made. Uh, those are two of the worst films
1: that were never made. Uh, what are the <laughs> worst films ever made, Mary? Well, uh, you've been writing in. I've been going through my um, DB list. Of the films I've given one star, um, I've already ranted in the past about the Pacific genre I hate, which is a sort of laddy, uh, sweary factory. football factory films. So the Sweeney, Welcome to the Punch, one star. The 51st State, absolutely terrible. It's a weird film,
0: that, isn't it? If anyone awful. doesn't know that, it's from the late 90s, I think. Um, and stars Samuel L. J- Jackson in a kilt for no reason, coming to Britain. I, d- it, I cannot remember a thing about it.
1: I remember watching it. And this is absolutely awful. It was Robin C- Robert Carlyle when he was at his. That's right. Film, and... It's post train spotting, isn't it? Yeah, and it was a terrible sort of film. Um, other, uh, f- I also hate the sort of horror porn uh, film. So, Hostel Part Two is a disgusting film as is Wolf Creek these are my uh, and these are other other things I've given terrible marks hot tub time machine I gave two stars
0: I liked hot tub time machine
1: Captain America the first Avenger two stars I quite Marley am. and me two stars no,
0: I have five stars from me
1: up in the air two stars snatch two stars um, uh, 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 and one film I saw which I gave one star which is Round Island with a Fridge, which is Tony Hawks. <laughs> as a, did they make a film out he, of that? he made a film about his best-selling book in which he took a fridge round island. I mean, the acting is uh, horrific. Who plays Tony Hawks? He plays Tony Hawks. Uh, he plays himself in it. it. It's one of the most clunky, <laughs> terrible you never mentioned comedies. that
0: film before.
1: I watched it by accident. on TV, right? And I thought, was just. I think I started watching it. I thought, it's just a, a comedy sketch of a bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's on. You think, oh, they're take, Is he taking the piss? Of, isn't like him to do satire on film. No,
0: no. This is, this is his is best the effort.
1: Actual film, Round Island with a fridge, incredible for just how I just think you've not ever watched a film before. Here are some of the comments on i m d b This is just seriously skip this and treasure the book to uh, two stars and let's read the titles beyond awful one star is it possible to give a negative star one star incredibly disappointing one star truly genuinely absolutely awful one star this is but po- then the person writes, this is possibly one of the worst examples of culture man has ever produced. <laughs> there's not a single TV feature about this tripe anyone who's given this more than two stars should be just uh, has been lobotomised wow. um, so is there a sequel in the works? Or? I think he's made some more uh, films but I just uh, I, I felt so sorry because it's definitely about Tony Hawk's making him look he comes across as slightly narcissistic about it I mean if he ever hears this, he'll try and beat me up, but I reckon I could take him in a fight pretty easily. Yeah,
0: probably, probably.
1: Um i incredible. I mean some of the looking
0: at my ratings, Suicide Squad, one star, I mean a film without merit, really. Um I I tend to be a bit more generous, but Beastmaster three, the Eye of Praxis, <laughs> that got one star from me. Um from our Beastmaster special. Independence day resurgence. Yeah extricable film absolute toss A um, one that I think needs special mention as well is Limitless which is one of the most unimaginative film I think Limitless is everything wrong with the modern world that somebody takes a pill to give them limitless potential and so they try and get a job at a bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the most boring film. It screams of a lack of creativity and ambition. It is it is Bradley Cooper in film form. <laughs> like it's
1: just, oh, stop it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Um, Have you ever walked out of the cinema
1: Yes. I walked out of the mummy. Well, obviously
0: you've walked out of the cinema many times but
1: before yeah. before the film ends. The mummy. I hate for some reason. Really? Yeah. You I really know what hate
0: it. I used to be a real um, advocate for the mummy, and it was on TV recently, so I went, Oh the mummy, that's fun. That's one of those. Put it on and just like No, this quirkiness is not doing it for me anymore. This this has aged. And you know what I also found weird was the unreality of Brendan Fraser's hairline. It was deeply sinister. Oh, really? It was sort of like a black hole, like it had been filled in with crayon. (laughs) It was really strange. Um, No, it's not aged well, the mummy. Yeah. Well, the new Tom Cruise one's coming out soon. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It looks like Mission Impossible, but with... uh ancient artefacts Tom
1: Cruise's face is gradually turning into a gnome not Tom Cruise Tom Hanks I'm thinking of
0: no it's Tom Cruise Tom Cruise is slowly turning into a uh, Covent Garden caricaturist's drawing of Tom Cruise
1: I had to write a trailer thing about the mummy and you, you can guarantee that in any Tom Cruise film trailer within one minute Tom Cruise will start running that's true there will be the running shot. He's really good at
0: running. There's a there's a, a supercut of Tom Cruise running oh, in is films there? on YouTube. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he's the ultimate ultimate runner in films. Really good. Um, so, what did you pick out? So people have written it in, and, and you picked out a film. Yes,
0: um, I believe it was uh, uh, Buck Red Buck. Yes, who suggested Howard the Duck, which. Um, as the one who the one out of the two of us who watches marvel films i thought well that is one i have not seen and for people who don't know howard the duck is weirdly part of the marvel universe now he is a duck from a planet where everyone is a duck and apart from that it seems to be identical to earth
1: so they it's have a really popular comic series that was quite so- Scathing comment was it? It was quite dark, I think, and satirical, and
0: it's it was almost a, a piss take of the cutesiness of Donald Duck and stuff. I think where he's quite cynical and horny and you know, wisecracking, and so George Lucas in 1986 produced a Howard the Duck film where in the opening bit there's several. Uh, references to George Lucas other projects so there is a uh, there's a reference to I think it's Raiders of the Lost Ark but with a duck in it Howard has a film poster on the wall of it and and anyway at the beginning because of a space laser or something he gets pulled out of his deadbeat apartment and lands on our Earth and from then on it's a culture clash slash superhero film where he's he falls in with a band called Cherry Bomb, uh, but specifically the singer in the band played by Leah Thompson who from um, uh,
1: Back to the Future. I um, remember, I mean, I watched this when it came out when I was about a kid from the video shop about four or five times, but I can barely remember anything about it. But it famously was a massive loss maker for the uh, Huge junior. failure,
0: huge failure. Um, and it's, it's a... It's a small person in a a very very good animatronic uh, duck uh, head. You know, it's it's done in the same way that the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films were where the head is basically puppetry and then the actor is using it's their body with a suit on, you know. Yeah. And so they're wearing presumably this incredibly heavy dangerous mechanical head on on of Um and it's basically weirdly a slight a kind of Love story between a duck and a woman. Yeah. Whilst uh, trying to and trying to send him home, uh, an alien overlord thing comes down and threatens mankind. And Howard's the only one who can save them. It's pretty trad, you know, sort of stuff. I found this film fascinating.
1: Is it good or not? Because I can't
0: remember. You know what? It is not the worst film of all time by a long stretch. It is certainly what it feels like is a very, very bold attempt to do something different that kind of falls flat on its face a bit. It is not as charming as it thinks it is, and it falls between not two stools, but many, many stools, hitting no stools whatsoever. What I found fascinating watching it now, as I say, it's 1986, and I believe was the first Marvel Uh, property to be made into a film Mm -hmm. they didn't have much luck in the early days 86 you got Howard the Duck 94 they made a Fantastic Four film that never got released but it was just to retain the rights of it and in 98 as recent as that they made a Nick Fury film made famous by Samuel L Jackson but starring David Hasselhoff as Nick Fury now all turkeys, these films. It wasn't until also in 1998 when Blade got made, where people went, oh, okay, this is how we do this. And the Marvel thing started to roll. It, the success of Blade. Weirdly, um, Blade had did not have his own comic at that time. He was just a character who appeared in other things. Oh. But, getting back to Howard the Duck, this feels like it wants to be Deadpool. It wants to be taking the piss out of cutesy, family-friendly films like uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman and uh, presumably other films that have come out already. I can't quite remember, because superheroes weren't a big thing then. It was Superman, basically, wasn't it? Condor Man. Condor Man, yeah. But it also wants to be a PG, because George Lucas is producing it and he loves money. And so he's a wisecracking duck who's... You know, he cra- he hits on a human woman but he can't really do anything and they can't really do it. it if Howard the Duck had been uh, an R-rated film as they call him in America or an 18 over here with violence and swearing and sex references and alcohol, he smokes. I mean, it's a PG and he smokes cigars. Um, but it would probably actually be brilliant because it's, the whole point is he's a duck but he's a foul-mouthed asshole and it just means it doesn't quite work it's got uh, Leah Thompson is doing incredible work making this duck costume relatable and human Um, and it's got Tim Robbins in an early role in his career as the nerdy scientist playing a comedy role. And then a guy who I always forget the name of and he's in absolutely everything. The evil
1: guy. Who Jeffrey is, Jones. Are you best known as a headmaster in, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ye- yes. And no, no, that's not him. He's the,
0: yes, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I was thinking Breakfast Club. Yeah, he is. He's the headmaster yeah. of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's
1: also um... The pet, uh, hen-pecked husband in Beetlejuice. In Sleepy Hollow, he's in it. Amadeus. Yeah, he's in stuff around sort of late eighties. He was playing quite a lot of these weird comic. When that sort of role came out, of some sort of slightly comedy bad guy. Yeah, he was the perfect man to play that part.
0: Howard the Duck feels like it's trying to copy things that were successful at the time. So there's a there's a huge amount of Back to the Future in there. You know.
1: And the, t- t- the title would look like Back
0: to the Yeah, they it? do. Uh, they've cast. Uh, Le- is it Leah Thompson? I'm just saying her name right. I'm, yes, it is Leah Thompson. They've cast Leah Thompson, and at the end, Howard plays electric guitar on stage during the Chuck Berry walk. I mean, it, it gets a bit poochy, if you know that reference from The Simpsons. But it's very 80s, it's very heightened, it doesn't work, but. It, it could have done. It very nearly could have done, you know? I, it, it's quite sweet that they acknowledge that this was their origins with there's a Howard the Duck post credits cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but, I don't know. If, How many debuts did you give it? It's really tough because it's not good. It, it's just. You, there's nothing worse than constant wisecracking that you don't find charming or funny you know yeah. it it it's trying to be Johnny 5 and it does it's not quite there he could have had more teeth than Johnny 5 like it wants to be the yeah. smoking uh, drinking punching, <laughs> cute little duck and it can't go there because w- like, of oh, the PG thing it wants a PG rating yeah so i'm going to give it I'm going to give it a flat out 5. I think it's okay. right there in the middle because I think it it, it could have been something really fun and it, it for some reason it, it doesn't quite make it. But it's an interesting piece of movie history and I think is if it isn't already, because I wasn't aware of it really, it could be a cult classic just yeah. for how sort of clunky but wonderful some bits of it are.
1: Cool. So um, we should go straight into this then, shouldn't we?
0: So who's written in and what have they suggested
1: Richard Bald is written in here we go dear David American Buddy the worst film I have ever seen was part of a fourth film thriller pack that was bought by some university friends for a pound <laughs> the first film was Carnos Kano, Air 3 Primal Species which I missed but was described as being so bad it was funny sold on this idea I joined them for the next film Death by Temptation Unfortunately, this film was just bad. It was it was it is directed, written, and starring James Bond three, and is about a seductive vampire trying to tempt a young man from becoming a minister. The film has a Samuel Jackson has Samuel Jackson on the cover, who is in it for all of two minutes. I think the issue was that the other films in this collection were cheap enough but knew that they were sort of sort of to shot nado. But this film itself took itself a bit too seriously. Okay, that's from Richard Bould. This
0: one's from Dave. He says, Dear Fandangaloids, the worst film you need to see is called Saving Christmas. It stars religious cockhole Kirk Cameron. (laughs) I think the rest of the cast must be members of his family and church. The reasons to watch, one, it it is as casually racist as a good Christian movie needs to be. Two, it is basically a bottle episode, which you've discussed before on the show, and it feels like Kirk Cameron is about to suck a dick in a car. Honestly, that's why I stuck with the movie. My persistence was rewarded with three. Literally the most incredible dance sequence I've ever seen. I can't believe they watched it back before releasing it to the world. Look out for Cameron's worm. Dance move, not penis. Please, please, please watch this movie. I'll give it all the Daves if that will help persuade you. And it is available for free on YouTube. Thanks for your time and watch all the films or whatever, Dave. Um, Okay. Kirk Cameron, Christian, Saving Christmas.
1: Um, I mean, we've not watched it, Dave. We've just picked a couple of of your ones to watch and we'll read out all your worst ones and I hope we can save other people. This is from Fran Jolly. Um you ask listeners what work the worst films they've seen well in 1998 1980- I think they had two turkeys in a row with the Avengers a TV remake with Ralph Fiennes uh, uh, oh that was horrible I, I think film. I started watching it and it was terrible but it was so bad because they didn't
0: even get. I mean, why had they remade The Avengers if they were going to take all of the sort of
1: the stuff that made it The Avengers out of it?
0: Yeah. Uma Thurman and Ray Fiennes had zero chemistry. It was horrible.
1: And he also said, says Batman and Robin, which is. Only film I ever walked out of the cinema, on. Terrible. It yeah. felt even more of a punch in the goodies because me and my mates booked way in advance and went to the midnight screenings. The only films I have walked out of were Jingle All the Way, Corpse Bride, and Inherent Vice. Um, Interesting. Corpse ging- Bride. Jingle All the Way was the film Arnold I, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I reviewed when I was on Movie Watch at university. Oh, cha- bad luck! You got a I got shit got a Jingle one, All the you? Way. Last Home for the Holidays. I got three shit ones, and I think the week before it was like seven. The usual suspects. <coughs> <laughs> I got Jingle All the Way. There we go. Um, there are loads of low-budget films that are appalling. But the major Hollywood films we have no excuse for that kind of guff I imagine Marek's bumming man to be a tender story of a man who can only feel and taste and smell through his hole through his a-hole thank you that's a good suggestion that's a good suggestion all the best Fran Jolly um, here is a, a an, another one this one is from Rob Marland and he says dear
0: chaps on the subject of the worst film ever I submit Motherhood in which Uma Thurman A common thread going on here in which Uma Thurman plays a young mother juggling the many responsibilities of the average modern parent in New York these include temporarily losing her parking space because there's a movie filming on her street the influx of celebrity mums in the local playground and finding time to write at least five parenting blogs per day If I remember correctly, there is also a subplot about knocking through her two adjacent $2,000 per square foot Manhattan apartments to make a bit of extra space for the family. Basically, it's loads of self-indulgent tripe from a rich screenwriter who has forgotten what it's like to be a normal human. It reportedly took £88 in its opening weekend in UK cinemas, which is approximately £88 more than it deserved. Uma Thurman's done some stinkers, hasn't
1: she? Yeah, I mean, she sort of redeemed herself with Kill Bill. I suppose. I she, I do not
0: enjoy her in Kill Bill. I find her very wooden. Um, but I I've enjoyed her in other things. I think she's excellent in Pulp Fiction. Um, she's good in
1: uh, Baron von
0: Munchausen.
1: Uh, another letter here from Andrew McCaffey. Dear David, Matt, Buddy, and Danielle, if she's around. Whenever people talk about cult films that are so bad that they're good, they they. The the go-to film is Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Yes. um, However, I would love to introduce you to Neil Breen. By day, Breen is an architect in Las Vegas, but when he's not doing that, he makes feature films. He starts with Double Down, where he plays the world's best computer hacker who exposes corruption in big business and government, then moved on to I Am Here Now, where he is some sort of space robot Jesus (laughs) who exposes corruption in big business and government. His third film was all about exposing corruption in big business and government and has a supernatural element to it, Fateful Findings, and he has just released his fourth film called Pass Through. These movies will possibly infuriate you, but I think you will love them. His acting, camera work, scripts, forgotten plots and overuse of stock footage is something to behold. His morality is extremely confused and the film will work better if you assume he's a bad guy (laughs) rather than a hero. All the best. Keep watching the films, Andy. Andy McAfee. Now I he sent a load of links through, and which I've watched bits of all of them, and this does fit into the Tommy was the room thing of so bad it is good. Yeah. And people have picked this Neil Breen has started to get a following. I recommend for you. I mean, don't watch it by yourself. I think bad films is great to watch with other people. And if we, I showed you a bit of this when you watched the start of it. Yeah. Uh, just put into your. Uh, YouTube, fateful findings, and rather than sit through the whole film, which s- some fans have done a supercut. There's
0: a supercut of all the most awkward bits, which
1: is incredible
0: viewing. Thirty-six
1: minutes long, it is watching the film. Maybe I mean I don't know how we can have a job as an architect because clearly he has no I, eye. I, for... I would not walk into any house or building that that man no. had made because it is. Astonishing. I mean, the only excuse that to say, without being being offensive, that he must be severely uh, autistic know, or he's mentally ill,
0: not me. talented.
1: That's it. It's just we made m- more artistically
0: uh, challenging films when we were when me and my brother was seven years old. Like it is so robotically. Lacking any
1: humanity but that's, whatsoever. That's, that's, that's what's so incredible. I mean, just to be able to knock over a glass and of of coffee as a, as a basic example, and do that in the most awkward, <laughs> awkward way, but but long winded as well. Like every shot is too long.
0: Every single uh, shot.
1: So is... he, what seems to be the undercurrent to his. Uh, <laughs> need to make films an excuse for him to film himself semi-naked or fully naked with women who are 20 or 30 years younger than him and get off with of them and have weird not really sort of sex scenes but just sort of standing together yeah. naked scenes well clearly if he's the
0: director as well these women aren't throwing themselves into it because it's fucking awkward, but it's horrible
1: viewing. It is one of the most spectacular things you will see. I think is I was thoroughly the super fan cut. I was thoroughly entertained and constantly surprised by what happens next. I think in terms of a lack of talent, he
0: beats Tommy Wiseau out of the water.
1: But it's this is it's much more enjoyable to watch this yes than to watch a film that's just that's bad and not uh, totally in cor- just bad without well, words. this guy's so prolific <laughs> like, you know Tommy Wiseau has made that one film that people watch this guy's made loads Neil Breen is a, I think he's a, some sort of genius there's a, a scene at the end where uh, he exposes the corruption I, I mean you can't really have spoilers because it doesn't make sense <laughs> because it's about eight different films plots into one people getting killed for no reason yeah. characters are scantily clad for no reason a, 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 a girl who's probably about 16 is semi-naked in this pool and then bath for no really apparent reason. So it makes me feel quite uncomfortable. Mm. He exposes the banks, uh, the people in charge of the banks, in front of a really bad green screen of the White House. I mean, as all bankers would do when exposure as being corrupt, they all kill themselves. (laughs) Because of the power of his words. Yeah, in a variety of of ways. I wonder if he's been screwed over by the banks at any point in his life. I just re- I, I would like the viewers to watch this because it is uh, thank you Andy McAfee for bringing Neil Breen to our attention and look it, look him up and if you ever thought sometimes you can be intimidated by thinking, oh, I'm not going to be do something creative because it might be shit this will make you think oh, I can I can just put anything out there
0: yeah I mean we are all gods <laughs> Compared to it would be a
1: challenge to actually. What you know? They did Acorn Antiques, yes. which is famous for film for being filmed badly. It'd be difficult to do it actually worse than I, this. I
0: genuinely believe that. Yes, um, it's an incredible. It would be an incredible performance to be able to be that bad at this. That's what makes me think he's a genius because even even characters are waving goodbye. Don't even move their arms properly. No. But it's like he's told them to do it in a specific way and made them all self-conscious. Like there's a little girl waving out of a, the, out of a car and she's moving her head as much as she's moving her arm. It's this weird... It's not, it's not how anyone waves.
1: It's like everyone's forgotten how to move. Unless he's a computer and he's written the film anyway that is thank you um, Neil Breen you have won the worst films of all time I don't Look think it is, I don't think it is, I think they're I think they're so bad they're good okay so, you've come back you've won the best
0: films of all time you've come back around the other side of the scale
1: um, we'll read a couple more I mean we might not go around to doing all of your uh, uh, films but um, thank you for your suggestions here's a, here's another one here
0: here's another one
1: this is from Dom
0: and he says, The two worst films I ever saw were on two consecutive cinema trips. I can't say which is worse than the other, but between them I almost stopped going to the cinema entirely. They are Ultraviolet and Eon Flux. I don't really remember which is which, and can't even bring myself to look them up on IMDb, but Charlie Theron is one, and Mila Jovovich is the other. Eon Flux was based on a series of weird sci-fi short cartoons that ran on MTV in the 90s, I think. I watched them later and they seem to have little in common with the movie I have caught a bit of you're right I cannot remember if it was Ultraviolet or Eon Flux they seem very similar very green screeny era of you know action films trying to make it look a bit Japanese cartoony and they are without charm really
1: uh, I, I think a couple of other people also suggested Ultraviolet as well as the worst film they've seen and, uh, Mila Jovovich does uh, you know make some crap films uh, Stuart Baxter also says uh, The Witch and Monsters Dark Continent he describes as both fucking pieces of shit The Witch is
0: the one we talked about isn't yeah. it? Yeah I, 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 Yeah it's alright it's alright I quite liked it actually thought it was fine um,
1: well, well the film I went to see so actually I I, or, or I didn't go and see it was recommended was a new release a British film um, suggested by Gary Martindale um, who also says that uh, Ultraviolet was the only time he's walked out of the cinema and he says however I'm writing to tell you to watch the film I'm watching now as I write this it's called The Hatching and can be found on Netflix I was drawn to this as I like horror a horror films and saw that two actors I quite like Thomas Turgoose uh, from This Is England and Laura Aikman were in it they're not, they're not bad in it the f- film is just utter dog turd it is a crocodile in the sewer story except the sewer's been replaced with some water and cornwall and the bad guy is played by Justin Lee Collins don't watch it just <laughs> hang don't. on a second please the bad guy is played yeah, by Justin Lee Collins you all Gary well I did watch it Gary and you're right this film is a massive load of bollocks but I just I was surprised I think <laughs> the, act, the acting in it apart from Justin Lee Collins is good right it is just made. I looked it up and I thought, how it is this? It's released last year. The budget was five million pounds. The actors are all people you recognise from British comedies and sort of British scene. Yeah. And it's about the a, a crocodile basically. Uh, two kids break into the zoo and they steal a couple of eggs. And uh, uh, when they steal the eggs in at uh, the zoo, one of the or sorry three kids, one of the kids is killed by the crocodile. Um. And you know, when you first see the crocodile, which makes any uh, monster or... (laughs) It is is The first death of this kid, he just gets chomped by a crocodile. And, I mean, you could have just painted your arms green (laughs) and stuck some cardboard teeth (coughs) on it it, and it would have looked more realistic. For five million quid, that is unacceptable. It's written and directed by the same bloke called Michael Anderson. Right. And what you don't realise when you make for films, I mean, I've had some experience of shooting, being a, the work I've done, it's just the coverage, sort of the coverage you need to get, to tell a story. Yeah. Specifically, an action story, you need quite a lot of shots if you're on a boat in the river and you're trying to do a, a film where the crocodile attacks. And if you haven't got enough shots to make that story, yeah. it doesn't, Make any sense?
0: Yes, you've got to do retakes. That's the thing. Just, you've got to do reshoots. There's
1: just not enough coverage for the. That's weird. And but some bits they've covered. It just seems like the director has not storyboarded it at all. And bits don't make sense. There's some bits when characters are tied up, and then the next scene and left, and then oh, there apparently they've obviously got up and escaped. <laughs> there's no character continuity, so the actors. One, the characters goes missing and they're upset for one scene. Five minutes later, they're down the pub having a laugh. (laughs) Their sister's (laughs) gone missing when there's a murderous crocodile on the loose. It's weird. None of the characters are likeable. I wanted them all to be killed. Yeah. I thought, I hope the crocodile (laughs) kills all of them. Justin Lee Collins plays a villain. He does this by not saying anything. So when he's being really evil, he's just ignoring the person in front of him so there's no it doesn't make any sense it's utter sh- it's shit it's a bag of shit and I don't understand why Netflix has bought it but the odd thing is is, it, is the moment you realise in the, there's a, a key moments when you realise at the start of the film when it's going to be bad you know, when you film stops, yeah, off yeah, yeah. there's not really much happening. They're trying to get to that 19 minute, the sacred hour and a half mark, so the credit seems to be going quite <laughs> slowly. <laughs> but it doesn't make any... How do you invest £5 million in something? I
0: mean, that is unreal. I mean most starting directors you know you'll be lucky to get a million quid and and that is small you know that is a small budget
1: I was just thinking the the bloke must have won he must have somehow inherited the money or won the lottery and thought I'm going to make a film without really ever thinking it through yeah or planning it Um, it's just it's just a bad film that I did not really enjoy I'll give it two merits I think because of the acting even though they weren't likeable, the acting was alright. Right. right. Thomas just... Turgoose is very. What is he doing? Good. I don't know why he agreed to it. He's done some horror
0: films uh, since This Is England. You know, he did. Uh, was it Eden
1: Lake? Is it? Yeah, but that's alright. Yeah. But uh, this is just really bad and clunking. It's supposed to be a comedy, uh, not funny. It's supposed to be a horror, not scary. Yeah. It's supposed to be a thriller, not remotely. It fails Intense. on all counts and is really unlikable so in terms of being a bad film compared to Neil I'd much rather watch Neil Breen stuff yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. wow so that one's one
1: so yeah so don't I mean just uh, it's quite difficult doing bad films you just say they're rubbish don't they
0: yeah, and they are you know that's it it's terrible
1: those are films to avoid apart from anything made by Neil Breen At least something good's come out of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it turns out if you are completely without talent, you are a fascinating exhibit, basically, and we
1: we will enjoy watching you try. It's a circle between genius... If you think it's a full circle and genius at the top... Yeah. And absolutely no talent is also there as well. Yeah, it's just left of it. It's, yeah. better, it's better to be really, really bad than yeah. quite bad. So if you
0: fear you're mediocre, it might be easier for you to give yourself brain damage than to actually strive for greatness. It's a quicker route. It's a far quicker route. Well,
1: that's about it then, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sending your worst film recommendations in. We've had a terrible time watching them. It's been awful. Well, it's a bad idea. Let's not do that again. Um, if you'd like to reward us for our efforts then please go to filmfandango.com and click the donate button everyone who has thank you for keeping filmfandango alive for another week oh it's so much of our lives Um, (laughs) I'm going to be happier when we watch good films again Um, if you'd uh, like to write to us as well with something other than the worst film you've ever seen then again go to filmfandango.com and fill out the box But we will be back next week with some hopefully better films. But in the meantime, keep Keep watching watching the films. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.